my help. In 2006, there was a young 16-year-old boy with a desire, with a dream. And he wanted to play baseball as much as he could. But he was a little small. He was five foot five, 140 pounds. Yet he kept trying. He even tried out with several baseball teams, with the Angels, with the Tampa Bay, with the Chicago Cubs, the San Francisco Giants, with the Atlanta Braves, with the Oakland A's, with the Yankees. <laughs> but you're 16 and five foot five, 140 pounds. They're like, no thanks, but no thanks. Well, one day the Houston Astros came, and he went out there, and he was with 60 other players, and so you, he ran a 60-yard dash, and then you field a couple balls, and then you hit a couple balls, and they keep, like, the top 20 players and bring them back the next day. They didn't invite him back the next day. He went home, and he thought to himself, he's like, I want this. I don't care what they say. I'm going back. So the next day, he showed up. And they're like, we didn't tell you to come back. He's like, I know, but I want to try again. And so he did it again. He ran the 60 yards, he fielded the balls, and he hit the balls. And they said, you know, you got spunk, kid. You know, you got, you got perseverance. How about this? We'll give you $15,000. We'll bring you on to our low single A team, and we'll see what happens. Well, yesterday, in the bottom of the ninth, with two outs, he hit a two-run home run to take his team to the World Series. Jose Altuve. Now he's five foot six, but... <laughs> but you, and he said you know, in the interview afterwards, he just said, like, thank God. Like, I, I thank God, I thank the fans, I just... And, and you know, he's a man of faith, he talks about his faith. And yes, he wants to, we wanna thank God, grateful to God, but I can't even imagine how much perseverance how many ground balls he's done playing second base? How many, how many batting practices he's done? Just years and years of, of day after day to get what he wants, just to be where he is now. Jesus praises this widow today for her perseverance, the day after day. And Jesus tells us this is an image for us to pray always, to not give up. But to, to go day after day, because what happens when I, when I pray day after day, it doesn't mold God according to what I want, but it molds me according to what he wants. That it, that it, St. Augustine says it disposes us to receive what it is he wishes to give us. That, that in a sense, it's precisely that perseverance of Jose Altuve day after day that got him to where he is, that he, he, he wouldn't have gotten to where he is. He wouldn't, he wouldn't be able to receive, you know, two years ago he won the World Series, he was the MVP of the postseason. He wouldn't be able to receive that with great humility, with no ego, if he hadn't had to persevere through all that. That it, that it was the, the perseverance that actually made him into who he is today. That in a sense, he needed that. And that me going to God day after day in my prayer, it, it's, it's, what I, it's what I need. It's, that it's, not, it's, it's actually what God is trying to do in my life. I think 
I want to get there. God, help me get there. And he wants to help me to see that he is with me here. God, I want there to happen. And God's like, then turn to me here. See me here with you now. And so I want to highlight three things that our readings today talk about prayer, about how our help, you know, the psalm says, my help is from the Lord. That turning to God day after day is reminding me that my help is from him. So I want to talk about three things. First, we need to find our daily routine. What is our what is our daily routine? Heaven is being with God in his perfect bliss, who the one who is all good, the one who wants me to share in his peace, in his joy and in his love. Heaven is going to be awesome. But where Jesus is, heaven is now that that when I turn to God in prayer. That I don't have to wait to heaven to get that peace and that joy and that love and that reminder that he wants to take care of me, that I can experience it today by entering into the relationship. Prayer, prayer is not, I mean, it might feel like work, but prayer is relationship. Sometimes relationship is work. Actually, relationship is work, right? Um, right? Prayer, it, it's work, but it's relationship. And in relationship, when we're annoyed at somebody, we, we tell them. When we're happy with them, when they do something good, say, hey, I appreciate that. In a similar way with God, like, God, I'm not happy with you. He's the one we need to tell that to. The silent treatment doesn't work with God because he's still with us. <laughs> you know, like, it's better to turn to him and just turn and say, God, I'm not happy with this. And so what so for every one of us, it's going to be different for every one of us. I, I want us to pray about and think about what is my daily routine. And when they talk about building habits, I need to know at the end of the day whether I did it or not. And, and we need to be gentle with ourselves, too. You know, it's not like I'm going to pray all four sets of the mysteries of the rosary every day. You could do that. And I would think that's cool um but let's be practical you know like why don't we start with like a decade of the rosary every day even if it's 2 a.m and you just finished your work like pray it and 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 i'm also going to just this is my father matt suggestion is do not pray laying down now you can pray laying down <laughs> but do not say i'm going to lay down and pray like when you're laying down you pray but um because we're just going to fall asleep. So find a place and find the what of what you're going to do that, that helps you enter into that relationship. There was a time I heard this years ago. So someone said, what's the first thing you should do in the morning? I was like, brush my teeth to help everybody else. And they're like, no, they said, you should drop to your knees and three, say three Hail Marys. I was like, okay. So for many years, that's what I did. I figure if I start the day right, we're on the right note, let's, let's see where it goes from there. I used to pray um, for, for a while, an hour before bed, but then I realized I kept falling asleep. So I said, this isn't working, I have to change it. So now I pray in the morning. Um, 
And so I, I don't know what that is for you. It, it could be the rosary. Um, it could be three Our Fathers. Um, it could be a lot of things. But, but I think it's, it's got to be something that at the end of the day, either I know that I did it or I didn't. And, and that helps me. It, here's, here's another way to think about it. Is God worth 1% of our day? 1% of our day is 14.4 minutes. I did the math. So, um, so, if we gave, so if we wanted to give God 1% of our day, it would be 15 minutes. 15 minutes. And I promise you that, that if you were to begin your day with 15 minutes of just like quiet and maybe thanking God for three things. Notice the difference between those days and your other days. So I don't care what you do. You're welcome to tell me, not, not all at once, but like you can, but, but I, I want for your sake to think about what is, what is my routine and I can change it, but I want to know what it is and I'm going to do it. Why? Because I want a relationship with God. I want to know the Prince of Peace because I want peace. I want to know what direction he's taking me in life. That path of happiness, and it comes from daily prayer. Number two, so daily routine. Two, our, our, our readings today talk about the power of Scripture. St. Paul says it's capable of giving you wisdom so that the one who belongs to God may be competent. I want to be competent. I want to know God. I want to know his will. St. Jerome says that ignorance of Scripture is ignorance of Christ. We Catholics get made fun of because people say we don't know Scripture, which, is, which isn't true. A lot of Catholics know Scripture. Um, but it doesn't matter if a lot of Catholics know Scripture if I don't. Do I want to? That's why we started, um, we started pestering, speaking of pestering, persistence. We started pestering these companies that do the, the readings every day. And so they started sending to the college students a booklet that has the daily readings of scripture every day. I mean, they're in baskets by the front door. And so every month you can grab one and it's got the readings for the day. That could be part of your daily prayer. Just a, there it is. Other, or you pull out your phone, there's apps. I go to the Catholic Conference of Bishops website, usccb.org. That's where I tend to go for the daily readings. Um, but there's lots of ways. Just somehow, if we don't have a Bible, we, I have, there's like three different rooms here in the Newman Center that have lots of Bibles, including the confession waiting area. Grab a Bible on your way out. We've been doing this Bible basics class Mondays at five o'clock. And yes, last week I walked in there and like every seat was taken, which is beautiful. It's like there's students who want to, Learn more about scripture. And if you wanted to, you could show up tomorrow to that. But somehow, it's scripture. People say, I, pray, I talk to God, but he doesn't talk to me. The question is, uh, who said it? I think it's St. Augustine. He said, in prayer, I talk to God. When I read scripture, he talks to me. Right? What's God saying? This is his word. This is what he's saying. Not every word's going to resonate with me, but every day, when I, when I pray scripture every day, I try to find a, a, a word or a phrase. Sometimes it's like two words. You guys know I like like two words, right? My homilies and stuff. But like, I try to find like, what's a phrase that, that resonates with me that I can carry with me today? So I invite you to find that. 
So a prayer routine, a daily routine, scripture. And the third thing to help our prayer is we need friends. Friends in the faith. Today in our first reading, Moses is seeing that there's a battle. There's a battle happening. And Moses goes up and he's interceding and he's got his hands raised. And, as long, and it's symbolic right there, right? As long as his hands are raised in prayer, the army has the better of the fight. When you and I become weary in prayer, we will lose the battle. That as long as we're turning to the Lord to be our help in prayer, we will be victorious in whatever battles the, the world or the devil throws at us, that it's turning to God in prayer that leads us to be victorious. And so he's doing that, but then he gets tired. We all get tired. And so they, they, they bring up a rock for him to sit on. And then Aaron and her, these two guys, they, they hold up his hands. That when he's tired, it's his two friends who come in to help him. To help keep him strong. Every one of us needs help. There's no such thing as a solitary saint. That saints come in bunches. That's why God gives us family. Our family is meant to be a seedbed where we're helping each other become holy. But for a lot of us, family, you know, my family was good, but I needed, you know, my friends are really the ones that are helping me look towards heaven. And so that's why at the Newman Center, we're really big on authentic friendship, but also small groups. That, That by having a group of people that I meet with consistently, that it's those people who help keep me strong. As a priest, the two things that have kept me faithful and strong over the last 11 years, one has been my daily holy hour, but secondly has been my priestly fraternity group. I have a group of priests that I, for 11 years, I have met with them every month. And I'm the guy that has to drive two hours each way. But anyways, that's (laughs) not resentful, I'm just saying. They're all in Phoenix, right? So, but it's worth it. I thought even if those guys moved out of the state, I would fly every, every month. I would, it'd be worth it cost-wise and time-wise to fly, to be with these guys who remind me who I am and what's important to me. And what we've done over those years, I think I've missed like twice in 11 years because I was sick. That was it. the only reason I've missed. But we plan them way in advance. And what we do, one of the things we do, it seems kind of academic, but... Every time we get together, we, have a, we, we came up with a little covenant, and we pull it out, and we look at it, and we, we um, give a response of where we're at. So um, we ask, did I pray, a whole, how's my holy hour going? Am I doing a holy hour or not? I have to tell these guys. Did I pray the liturgy of the hours every day? Am I, am I doing a monthly desert day, just a day with me and the Lord to pray? Um, how is my simplicity of life going? Um, am I exercising? And it sounds kind of, it's very simple. We just go through it. Uh, and did I go to spiritual direction this month? But we've realized, what is it that helps me stay connected to the Lord? And we've articulated what it is. And I need those guys every month to hold me accountable. I'm asking them to hold me accountable. And I know that they will. And it actually helps me. And, and in the last couple of years, even in the last year of the church, we actually, our group kind of up the ante. Because we look around the church and we're like, how come there's weird stuff happening with priests? 
Like, what, what's going on there? Like, these priests have lost their faithfulness. They've lost their way because they haven't been held accountable. They've done weird stuff, and people have turned a blind eye to it. And I said, I don't want to be that guy. I, I want to be a faithful, holy priest. I want to be in heaven. And I need your help to get there because I can't do it alone. And so we, we, we up the ante because we've learned that for every, for every priest who's walked away from the priesthood, the first thing they've done is stop praying. That's true for all of us. That for every person who's walked away from the faith, at a certain point, they stop praying. They stop turning to the Lord of life, the one who wants to help them. And they said, well, I have to do it on my own. So I guess I just have to work harder. And I don't have time to go to church because I have to work harder to make it work for me. Not realizing that God is the one who wants to do it for us. He's the one who wants to help us. But when I feel tired and alone, it might just be because I'm alone and I, and I need to surround myself with some faithful friends who can help hold me up when I'm tired. Who can help encourage me when I feel weak. And who I can help hold them up. And together, it's like, I don't know the exact numbers. I'll look it up for the next math, sorry. But like, like a horse can pull like 300 pounds. But if you put two horses together, they can pull like 900 pounds. That when we surround ourselves with, with faithful friends, it's like the example of uh, a charcoal. If you have a charcoal briquette and you set it by itself, it's going to go out pretty quick. But if you put that charcoal briquette and surround it with other charcoal briquettes, they will burn for hours. Same thing with our faith. God is our life. God, God just, and the other thing, just a, a little image. It's turning to prayer being people of prayer, it's not just for a few minutes. It's not like I go and God fills up my hydro flask and then I'm ready to go for a couple hours. It's more like turning to God. God is like a faucet and a hose that I can turn to him throughout the entire day. He's not like the battery that I fill up and then I hope I make it you know, through class before it dies. But instead, he's like the source of energy and, and life that I plug into and I can stay connected to him throughout the day. That's what he wants to do. He wants to be our life, our everything. That's our invitation. The Lord who wants to be our help, how do we stay connected to him? Through a daily routine, through scripture, and through friends. To close, I... A mistake we can make sometimes is it's real easy to talk about prayer and not pray. It's real easy to talk about God and not talk to God. So let's, let's pray. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, you who brought us into existence because you knew the world would be a better place with us. You who've not only given us life, but you've given us divine life in you. Because you want us to experience life to the full. That your joy would be in us and our joy would be complete. Lord, somehow you have been with us every moment of our lives, even though many of those moments we weren't aware of it. Lord, we thank you for working through all things for our good. Give us the grace of your Holy Spirit to persevere day after day, leaning on you for help 
and not our own abilities. Help us to know that you are with us every step, working to bring all things to a beautiful completion for our happiness. As we come to this Mass, Father, we offer you ourselves as we are. We know we're not perfect, but that's not what you want. What you want is us offering ourselves to you as we are. We offer ourselves to you and we pray that we might receive that perfect gift of your son Jesus in word and in the Eucharist today. So that we might be strengthened, we might be given our daily bread to get through today. Until that day when which we are with you forever, happily in heaven. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.